to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. It's time for In the Zone with T-Pain, where we look at everything the real way. Real talk, real problems, real solutions. And now, here's your host, T-Pain. Welcome to the show. Well, today is a great day. It's not as bad as it was last weekend. And I see my engineer is throwing in some some audio. I don't know why he's throwing in audio. Catch me off guard. <laughs> but it is what it is. Again, Doc, how you doing? And in the studio with us, we have a guest, and he's just going to be helping us out a little bit today. None other than Pastor Chris. Chris Dagle. There you go. It almost sounds like Chris Kringle, like Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got a great show planned for you. Before we get started, though, into our show, want to uh, say happy Pastors Appreciation Month to all the pastors that are out there. And for those of you who are members of a church, do go and say, hey, we appreciate you for what you do. If it's a pastor or a minister, someone who has spoken into your life, do let them know that you appreciate them. It also is October the 1st was the pastor, not pastors, but breast cancer awareness. Awareness, yes. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of pink everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, so make sure that, uh, you know, get read up on that. And for those of you who don't know anything about breast cancer awareness, go out to the website, www.nationalbreastcancer.org. Again, that's www.nationalbreastcancer.org. Doc, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, no, because I'm just, you know, you're talking about breast cancer awareness. But at the same time, I remember you, you're doing the sister strut. So you yeah, we there. are doing sister yeah, strut. Yeah. I got kind of like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> bully into that. My well. marketing person <laughs> said, hey, Mr. T-Pain, we're just going to put the zone out there and we, we're, we're just going to do the sister strut. And next thing I know, hey, Mr. T-Pain, you got to actually speak out there. I'm like, okay, see, I, I, that wasn't what was planned. But I don't mind going out. It's a good cause, and we should all uh, give back when we can and if we can. want to also uh, send out a uh, happy anniversary to the first lady and the president of the United States. Uh, the uh, third is the anniversary. Isn't today the third? Today is the third happy anniversary. Happy Happy anniversary. So much happening in uh, the news today, and I know a lot of you may have heard about it. The 26-year-old gunman who appeared um, at the college in Oregon. Mm. And, yeah, did you hear about that, Doc? Yeah, I did. That was sad. It was very sad. It was indeed very, very sad. Officials uh, said that on Friday um, they... This young man actually went to the campus and started asking who's a Christian and wanted to know who were Christians. We have a news clip and we're going to play it for you now. So um, just listen to what took place. Once again, it's those same horrific images at once familiar and mind-numbing. Aerial shots. This time, another school of police hunting for clues after another mass shooting in America. This one in Oregon at a community college in a town south of Portland. Multiple reports say 26-year-old Chris Harper Mercer walked into a classroom this morning, demanded victims state their religion, then opened fire. I hear screaming after that first gunshot, and um, 
then I, I looked out and I saw the people running and I said to the teacher, we need to get out of here right now. And then we heard the second and third gunshots. Nearly a dozen people were killed, almost as many wounded before police shot and killed the gunman. It's not a good afternoon. It's been a, a terrible day. There was an exchange of gunfire. The shooter threat was neutralized. At the White House, for the 15th time since he took office, a visibly furious Barack Obama spoke out on his country's inability to end gun violence. As I said just a few months ago, and I said a few months before that, and I said each time we see one of these mass shootings, our thoughts and prayers are not enough. Somehow this has become routine. The reporting is routine. My response here at this podium ends up being routine. Equally routine, he said, the response of those who argue in favor of guns. Right now, I can imagine the press release is being cranked out. We need more guns, they'll argue. Fewer gun safety laws. Does anybody really believe that? Obama then called changes to American gun laws, a battle he has fought and lost before. This is a political choice that we make. To allow this to happen every few months in America. We collectively are answerable to those families. To underline his view, American lawmakers will likely ignore all of that. Obama predicted it won't be long before he's out there again talking about gun violence after yet another mass shooting. And few, Peter, would argue with him on that. All right. Well, Doc, what do you think about what the president had to say? Well, you know, the president has a lot to say. So, uh, but at the same time, I am all about self-protecting, protecting yourself. I feel like, you know... There are other mechanisms. Say we take away the guns. There's still other things that you can do to harm people. We still have, you know, people can go into their garages and they can make, you know, bombs and things of that nature, pipe bombs and things of that nature. People are smart. They're innovative. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a gun issue, in my personal opinion, uh, because what's going to happen is, say, you know, he— pass this law but then at the end of the day people are still going to go out and buy tons and tons and tons and tons of guns and so the problem is never ending it's going to mm -hmm. be a constant ongoing battle i in my own opinion feels like the president is not looking at it from a whole picture he's just looking at it from the perspective of what's happening in certain places the gun is not the issue it's the people behind the gun well, I think that's been an issue that's been ongoing for some time. Surprisingly enough, uh, when I was putting all the, the news um, together for the show, that was an old segment of Good Times. I don't know if you remember that, Good yeah, Times. And so it. happened they had a show about a game that uh, James brought into the house and thought that uh, a little kid in the same apartment building had killed himself. And the same argument that we see in television today was the same argument they was having back then. So I think it's just a, a one of those uh, never-ending arguments. However, for me, it's a bigger message. It's a bigger thing that's going on. It's, to me, it's spiritual yeah. warfare. Because yeah. when you see someone that's going into the school and he's asking specifically, what is your religion? 
And these people who are saying that they're Christians, they're being persecuted for Christ's namesake. Well, you know, on, on the other side of that, I also heard that this young man was looking for a girlfriend. He was upset that he didn't have a girlfriend. That was his whole motive behind mm-hmm. it. And, you know, he was still a virgin. And so he was acting out of anger because maybe the way that he was raised up, I'm not sure. But, you know, for that particular reason, they said that he began to act out. Who well, knows? he probably had a whole lot of different things that took <laughs> control of his mind, <laughs> you know, because apparently he had went, tried to get into the Army, and he didn't pass uh, basic training. Oh, wow. So uh, he uh, ended up being a basic training dropout from mm. the, uh, the military side. Still, this is a very sad thing. So we are indeed praying for those families. Of course. It's in the news, of and of course it's going to be in the news for some time now. And But it's a, a never-ending kind of a thing that's happening. You know how many times this happened this year? Yeah. I have not kept And uh, Well, we, well, the president knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it seemed like he's like, look, I'm tired of coming up here to this podium, and we're having the same conversation. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Well, moving on with the news. I, um, now, this is something that's interesting. Here's the story. I'm going to tell you the story. This five-year-old girl who's gone to a, a Christian school, um, her parents are the same sex, so she had what they call two moms. And the school said, hey, she cannot come here to this school anymore because um, it's our policy that uh, if you if people are, are married, same sex, and it goes against what we believe that the kids cannot attend this school. Now, the parents said that they didn't realize that that was in the handbook. And it is. It's in the handbook as part of their rules. And it's a private school. And But the parents, is they're filing uh, civil charges. Well, and, Doc. And they should. I feel like, you know, uh, it, it's two sides that you can look at this. The, the spiritual side of me is saying that, as parents, we have to be mindful of decisions that we make because sometimes our children, our received, will benefit from our wrong choices or right choices, however you want to look at them. I'm not saying that they're wrong in this situation or whatever, but at the same time, you have an innocent child who just want to go to school and they're trying to raise their child up the right way according to Christian morals, mm-hmm. even, you know, even though a lot of personal things that's going on in the household. Yeah. And so this child is suffering as a result of their parents. Okay, you lost me somewhere. Now, because this is the handbook. Now, the parents, the same-sex married right. couple, right? they enrolled their kid into this private right. school. You have to actually fill out the paperwork. Right. You have to read what happens. Right. Even in public school, they send handbooks home. I used to read my son's handbook. And so you have to make the decision by what you read if you want to proceed. Now, the school didn't know at the time until the little girl had an incident that happened at school, and they called for both of the parents to come, and there were two women. Mm-hmm. That's when they find out that it was a same-sex couple and said this is in violation against what we put out. Because now if it's in writing— and you know what's in writing. Now you bear the responsibility to not have your child go to that school. But they didn't know. 
Yeah, well, how and neither you, did the school. But the, had that is, if the that school didn't right. know. Yeah, the school mm-hmm. didn't know that it was a same sex couple. However, if you got the material reading it, you better responsibility to uh, be aware of what you're doing with your kid. Well, it goes back to do parents really read the handbooks, and, and which goes back to what I was saying. You you know, in their defense, no, they did not know. But at the same time, this child is suffering as a result of that. You can't get education and be around the same kids that they were going and the same children and enjoying their, they're taken out of that circular. So well, I, you know, Doc, you know what they say in the legal system, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what's not justification in the eyes of the law. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you got to try it out sometime. Say uh, tell the police officer. I didn't even know that sign. That's <laughs> 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 well, how that works. But I mean, it's there. You have to read. You have to have responsibility, and you can't because this school has. And they did their part. They put into uh, into writing and into law. And churches have to do this even. If they don't believe a certain thing, they have to have bylaws and, and mm-hmm. make sure that it's, it's all into the, what they call it, ecclesiastical government. Yes. All this is clearly written out. So uh, even if they rent out their church to someone, that they're not discriminated. And not discriminated means that it was already clearly written right. you know, right. beforehand. Right. So it's not something that was done on the back end. But that has to take place. That's my opinion. Okay. I'm going to get a little, you know, I know this is our newest segment. We haven't even gotten into our discussion yet. But, but Pastor Dingle, what do you think? Well, I, I think the important thing here is um, protecting uh, choice, the power mm-hmm. of choice. Um, the parents have the right in America to choose whatever lifestyle or, you know, that they mm-hmm. choose. But also the school has the right to choose how they want to run that school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think because... The school did their part in putting it in a handbook because that's the kind of way they want to run that school, mm-hmm. and they have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the party that gets affected by it innocently is is the child mm-hmm. um, that she's put in this situation. However, there are tons of other schools, and it's the parent's responsibility if they've chosen a certain lifestyle then to make sure that they put their child in the kind of education Mm -hmm. that is, you know, conducive to their education, but also reflective of of their choice and lifestyle. Absolutely. And that particular school obviously is not it. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, I think that um, it's getting away from Christians being able to have the right to choose. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, Christians are going to actually be the ones being bullied. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Into because you are, you have your stuff this way now you're violating somebody else's civil liberties mm-hmm. and it's like okay but I put it in writing what I believe and now you're telling me I can't have that mm-hmm. right to do yeah. what I would like to do. All right, well I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Jesus From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, in that same Jesus at the 
is a great praise song. Yes, Jesus at the center of it all. Right, Doc? That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that. Yeah. Doc, what do you actually remember? Outside of Jesus being your center. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, that was a, an interesting conversation before we went to break. Very. Uh, at some point, man, we'll have a really, really big discussion about that. And during the break, Doc continued to talk about that topic. Why? Why is that so interesting to you, Doc? It's, it's interesting because I think the approach on how we are um, just handling things. And, and one of the things that Pastor Dago said in, uh, in here, it just stuck with me, and, and I was talking with you all about it. It's about choices. The choices mm-hmm. we make today affects our future tomorrow. So, in instance, what I take from it is that whatever you do, mm-hmm. read. <laughs> read it every – I don't care if you get a new phone. I don't care if you get – read, read, gain the knowledge – and make better choices up across the board. I mean, you what you should read. You should read. Whatever you sign your name to, you should read. And a lot of times parents, when they get those handbooks from the school, it's because, you know, I'm just, and it's due the next day. Mm-hmm. And so now you really think I'm going to read 35 pages of boring material. 
I'm just going to sign the back of this little shit here and I'm going to keep the book and send this paper back to the school. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do that. I used to keep my son handbook like I, I keep my Bible somewhere close by. I knew the handbook to my son's school better than he did. I think I probably knew it better than some of his teachers. <laughs> you know, but when it came down time, I would quote the handbook to some of his teachers. Well, you know, in the handbook on page such and such, it says this. And you can't do this and you can't do that. Uh, so, uh, but we definitely had to be more accountable. Exactly. Accountable. All right, we're moving on in news. Uh, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Yes, the one who did Scandal and, and Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder and so on and so forth. I mean, okay, whatever. She lost 110 pounds. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she lost 110 pounds. Looks pretty good. Have you seen the pictures out there? No, I haven't seen the pictures. I didn't know she was trying to drop any weight. Well, you know, she says she was doing it for her kids. Because she says she has young kids. Uh, she's 45 years old. I said she wants to be around for her kids. Wow. Yeah, congrats to her. Yeah, kudos to you, Shonda. You know, keep doing it. Stay away from the fried chicken and the fried turkey and the ribs and <laughs> <laughs> the steak. <laughs> the college green with extra grease in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, whatever. Whatever, Doc. Well, in Alabama, um, they're trying to come up with a way to make it where some of the uh, DMVs across the state of Alabama will actually fade away. When that happens, it's going to make it harder for people to be able to vote. So this is a big deal in the state of Alabama. And people are trying to figure out, well, why would you close so many other DMVs across the state of Alabama when, you know, people have no way to get to the DMVs and how can they register to vote if they can't get to the polls? I mean, to the DMV to have a state driver's license mm-hmm. or a state ID. Doc? In, in OT, um, I hate to look at things as being um Targeted towards a certain group of people. Like or black or white? Or? Yeah, I hate to see that or to feel like that is the pressure or the, that they're trying to, the picture that they're trying to paint across the board. But in reality, if this is what they're trying to do, is taking away the opportunity for people what who is have it? the right it to What it has speak. to do with money. I don't, I don't believe that. It's news. I don't believe that. It has made headline, headline news, so we'll see. Um, so far, now, it is a high percentage of, uh, you know, registered African-American voters that are there. However, they say it has nothing to do with uh, race or anything like that. They say it has to do with money, that they cannot afford to keep all 31 of these DMVs open. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would definitely see. So that's going to be interesting when it comes time for voting season. When does voting season take place? Is it next year, November? Is it next year, November? For the presidential, yeah. 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 yeah, it's coming around. Well, speaking of things coming around, Christmas is going to be here soon. So Target is matching the online prices of their 20 rivals. 
online. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So they're going to be competing against Walmart and Amazon. All this took place on the 1st of October. Of course, I, I knew about it. <laughs> you got very excited. <laughs> you got very oh, excited about that. I, I, yeah, you do. Yes. <laughs> you do. Yes. Isn't that exciting? Uh, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Target got even have a clothing line ranging from $200. I'm like, okay, Target. I didn't All see right. anything in Target's $200. Yeah. What targets did you go to? Target has clo- a clothing line ranging up to $200. Yeah, you must have said Dillard's. No, it was Target. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they got a different name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you know what? Well, they're going to be competing, so they're going to have to drop the prices a little bit. Hmm. That should be very yeah, interesting. Especially, you know, you're competing against Walmart and Amazon. Yeah, you yeah. know, Amazon and Walmart, like, went head to toe yeah, yeah. a couple of months ago. Yeah. And Amazon has some really good deals. Yeah, they do. Yes, I like Amazon. You just lit up when you talk about shopping. You well, you know, it's, you know, when you get a good deal, yep. it's all about the sales. You know, holidays are going to be coming around. Do you think they're going to have like a President's Day sale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do usually have President's Day sale. They usually do. Yeah. Well, you know, Day. I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah I'm all about yeah. the sales. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith is coming out with a new album. Oh. Like, why? Yeah, why Why keep putting yourself through that torture? He's not the greatest singer. He's a wonderful actor. He's a great director, producer. Okay, first of all, singing. you know what? It's about time Rapping. for us to go to break again <laughs> and so we can start with uh, our show. Because, you know, before we go to break, I just want to say, Will Smith don't say he was a rapper. Okay, daddy is bam. We're going to break. You'll listen straight talk for Christians. We'll be back in a moment. First let me start by saying I ain't here to judge nobody Some of y'all looking depressed Soaking in your problems Worried about tomorrow And tomorrow isn't promised My worship is for real I'm just being honest I choose to focus on the one who saved my soul And when I think about his goodness I lose control And I turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up To another level We gon' give him all the praise Cause it ain't nobody better Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up to another level. We gon' give him all the praise, cause ain't nobody better. Can't help myself, can't help myself. When I get to praising up in this place, I lose my breath. I lose my breath. I myself. When I get to praising up in this place, can't help myself, can't help myself, can't help myself. Can't help myself, can't help myself, can't help myself, yeah. When I get to praising up in this place, I lose my praise. I pass out and hit the floor. Get up, catch my breath, ready to worship some more. Please don't look at me funny, because I get excited when I jump around the room. Instead of judging, you should try it. We go going like a shotgun, ready to blow, spin around on the ground like a Turn down, I can't. Worship goes on in the pit. We do is not a hobby, and I don't care about who's watching. It's my life, and I'm gonna live. 
give it, it's my praise, don't give it Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up to another level We gon' give him all the praise, cause it about it better We gon' turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up to another level And we gon' give him all the praise, cause it ain't nobody better Can't help myself, 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 no it's a praise and I've been in this place I lose my breath, lose my breath I lose my breath It's a praise and I've been in this place Can't help myself 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 Alright, well that's the Uncle Reese I can't help myself Well dog, now I like Uncle Reese you don't really like Uncle Reese I like I do. I didn't say I didn't like Uncle Reese. Are oh, you scared I said now, right? Was, Nobody's gonna come and get myself. you. I can't help come? myself. You can't. You what? Can't help myself. You don't can't, even know the song. Can't help myself. Can't help myself. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back to the show. This is Straight Talk for Christians, and you are in the zone with me and my guests and my crew, Dot Bishop, one man crew, wrecking crew. <sighs> <laughs> really? <laughs> well, what we're going to be talking about, and it's one of those discussions. We actually saw this on social media. We wanted to uh, say, hey, we were having a discussion, Doc and I, and we were like, look, is it really possible to say that if a man or woman is a prophet, uh, they prophesize, and they don't have money, and they don't have cars, and they don't have houses, but they're called. Mm-hmm. Can we really say that they're not called because they don't have a house and they don't have a car and they don't have money and they don't have a license to be a prophet or a prophetess? They haven't been ordained to be a prophet or prophetess. Can we say that because of those things that they're not called to be that? Mm. And I'm posing that question. To our studio guest. Right. <laughs> He's our studio pastor for today. Yes. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. First of all, let me say that and thank you for the invite. Um, I think there's two, two levels to that question. Um, I think the first level is, you know, can you be a prophet, prophetess? Um, and does your material blessings um, uh, in abundance or lack of have anything to do with that gift? And um, first of all, I would say no, Mm -hmm. Um, because in the kingdom of God, it's never about things. Um, In the kingdom, it's always about priority. So the scripture is very clear. Seek ye first Mm -hmm. the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. comma, and all these things Mm -hmm. will be added unto you. So I think in the kingdom... There is the ability for us to walk in abundance. I think we can. I think we can be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even in in that discussion, that's a whole other discussion on on defining what it is really to be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, because just because I don't have the car that I may want doesn't mean that I'm not blessed because mm-hmm. I do have a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, so again, I, I don't think that the gift, and specifically in this discussion talking about prophecy and you know, that, that anointing and that office has anything to do with things. Um, because as I was, uh, I was actually preaching on this in, in, uh, at, at my congregation this past Sunday. Wow. Saying that um, if, 
because really we have to we have to ask ourselves the question do we really believe the kingdom is real mm-hmm. i mean do we really believe that and that's that i know that sounds simplistic but but it's not because many times in the church i think we're guilty of saying we believe something but really, we believe it's something else. Mm. So, for example, um, uh, praise and worship. I believe that praise and worship builds a habitation for the Lord. Yes. I believe that. Yes. I don't believe praise and worship is just about um, uh, calisthenics. I don't believe it's the thing we do while we're waiting for all the late people to show up. I don't think it's the thing we do to warm up for the preaching. Mm. I believe that praise and worship literally builds a structure, uh, uh, not material, but a spiritual structure for God to dwell in. God inhabits the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. So I believe that. Now, if if you don't believe that, you, you can adhere to it and say you do, but I've watched people, they'll spend big money going to Israel to go visit a temple where the Ark of the Covenant used to be. Mm. And be all happy about that, but sit in our churches on Sunday morning and can't give God no praise. Mm -hmm. That's because they don't believe the kingdom is really real. Mm -hmm. They adhere to, oh, yes, I believe in praise and worship, but they really don't believe. They think it's something else. But I believe that it is a habitation of the Lord. And so we have to to really believe uh, that the kingdom is real. And if it is, the kingdom is all about priority. The kingdom then is about principles. And so when I need a prayer answered, I don't go looking in my church parking lot to see who's driving the nicest car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because just because they're driving a nice car doesn't mean they know how to get a prayer through. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. just may have good credit. Right, right. (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, come on now. Yes. So, so when I when I'm when I'm looking for someone to get a prayer through for me, I don't look at material things. Um, I looked at someone who knows how to get a prayer through. Who, when they get on their knees and when they pray, things change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it's the same thing with with uh, the prophetic gift. Um, just because someone operates in a prophetic gift and and you know may not have material things, that doesn't um, negate their gift or uh, make their gift any less powerful mm-hmm. um, because, it, number one, it's not their gift anyway. It's the gift of God, the, gift the anointing God. A- upon them. Um, so, you know, so I think that's that's the first question is do d- does uh, someone who operates in that gift, a prophet, a prophetess, you know, their lack of things or their abundance of things, does that, you know, qualify their gift or no i don't i don't think it you does. know and uh, for me and uh, and listening to you talk uh pastor what happened to try the spirit by the spirit to see if it's of god <laughs> uh, you know uh, we we we're not even trying the spirit by the spirit we're looking at things mm-hmm. so when did we become so superficial as mm-hmm. a body of yeah. christ yeah yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, and unfortunately, in this kind of a little off topic, but it's connected, you know, um, on the side of the prophetic gift in particular within the church. I think we've merchandised the anointing so much. I'm, I'm so tired of $100 profit lines and, and all of that. You know, if you have a word for me, you know, it, it, it had nothing to do with, with me giving you $100, you know. Uh, my desire uh, for you, if, 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 if the unction of God came upon me to give you a prophetic word, 
Lord, you know, I'm expecting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. I just want you to to walk in the abundance that God has for you. Mm-hmm. And if what releases that is the key that I have in the prophetic anointing to be able to speak something into your life and turn that key, I don't need a hundred dollars for me to be able to do that. If I do, then I'm just merchandising the anointing mm. and that just credits my gift anyway. Well, Pastor, we're going to make sure we walk with you as armor bearers to your vehicle. <laughs> okay. Do not go to the website to see where we're at. <laughs> oh, but wow. you, you know what? You, you're, you're, you're so telling the truth. And, and it's so bad even. And I, I had the uh, pleasure of seeing that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was more than a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I've seen someone call up prayer line. They're putting different amounts on envelopes and passing it back. No one could leave yeah. until this line was f- formulated. Mm-hmm. It was like people were being held hostage. Yeah. yeah. But when do we just connect with this? The and and I, I think because I'm, I'm gonna stay on track, but I think that we are disconnecting from what it is that God has told us that we are to be doing. Absolutely. Especially even when it comes to holding different offices, Doc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why do you think that is? I, well, um, it's because of a celebrity mentality that has crept into the church and has literally destroyed the church. And um, I think if the church needs deliverance or if those in leadership need deliverance, they need deliverance from this celebrity mentality. Um, it just, for me personally, it drives me crazy. And I think that's why we're we're losing touch with those in our congregation. And um, I think it's a sad thing. Um, It's a sad thing. Um, And a lot of it is unfortunately attached to money and those kinds of things. And you know, but we feel to keep up with the world, you know, because the world has, has adopted this celebrity mentality, especially in America. And But, you know, the kingdom of God is different. And, I, yeah. and when are we going to understand that the kingdom of God functions differently mm-hmm. and that we live in a different reality? I guess um, when we take on his DNA. Absolutely. Because it's almost like we have a virus in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom called it a staph infection. Yeah. She said the church has gathered a staph infection. You go into the hospital one way, you're sick, and that's what happens when people come to church. It's supposed to go to church, and it's like a, a hospital for those who are spiritually sick, but people are walking out of the church with a staph infection. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to hear her preach that one day. You know, Pastor, I was uh, sitting here listening to you talk, but what do you say to people who may have been, you know, wounded you know, I'm gonna go a little side with this. Okay. Um, when you talk about the things that are prophetic, because sometimes I was sharing with you know T in the car, we do have to understand that there have been people who have operated in error, mm-hmm. and so when you come uh, come into a place where those signs begin to show up again, yeah. we begin to lift up a wall. Mm-hmm. So what do we what do we do or what do we say to those individuals to let them know there is still a true prophetic voice out there? Well, I mean, just because that there there's counterfeit um, doesn't mean everything is fake. Because in order mm-hmm. to be a counterfeit, you have to be a counterfeit of something that is real. Mm-hmm. So the very fact that there is counterfeit is an indication that there is real there. Um, then I think we have to to begin to get proper teaching as to understanding what defines the the real prophetic gift and how does that operate and how should it operate. Um, 
So, you know, and part of that, I think on the social media, I was on your Facebook and I did see the question posed. I kind of was, I thought, I think that's probably where we're going to go on the radio. So I was mulling over because the second part of the question was about, you know, I think about judging um, prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and I think that's a missing element, but one of the key elements in the prophetic gift being uh, properly demonstrated within a church is the fact that the prophetic gift is supposed to be judged and and uh, but anytime we hear that word judge everyone oh no 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 no, the 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 spirit of god is subject to the prophet so anytime for me someone says well you know the holy ghost came on me and i couldn't control myself usually i'm very questioning of that because yes. the spirit of God is subject uh, the pro, uh, yeah the spirit of God is subject to the prophet which mm-hmm. means I can turn it on or turn mm-hmm. it off at any yes. moment mm-hmm. um, that it's not out of my control um, the Holy Spirit is a is a gentleman in that way um, but then the couple verses before that talks about you know if the prophets speak mm-hmm. um, weigh the matter right. That's right. and so for me you know it's very simple to define a true prophet and a false prophet. Yes. A false prophet or a true prophet is defined by, does their word come to pass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If their word don't come to pass, mm-hmm. guess what? It's not real. It's not, it's not a word from God. That's I mean, right. I've had a lot of people uh, speak over my life, and those words haven't come to pass. Mm-hmm. And so in my world, those individuals, I don't put a lot of weight. It's not that I say mm-hmm. they're not of God. I just don't put a lot of weight mm-hmm. in what they say or I'm a little more careful in the things that they say because my experience has been they spoke a word over my life, uh, one particular, you know, that $150,000 was coming to me in three days. Well, those three days later, I didn't <laughs> see no $150,000, you know. So that was a was a, a false word. And yeah. if I mentioned the name of who who spoke that word over me. It's a very popular name out there, uh, spoke that word. So for me, I think he has a great ministry, but I don't put a lot of weight Mm-hmm. For me personally, mm-hmm. as compared to some other people who may not have been big names, but just a praying mama who came out of the closet and said, son, this is what God spoke to me. And yes. that word came to pass. Yes. So, again, uh, this celebrity thing, it, it, it's about who's 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 getting a hold of God today. Well, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Does that take away uh, who that person is because you said you don't put weight on yeah. the word. Does mm-hmm. it take away from you receiving that individual preaching, teaching? No, no, because, uh, for example, in my own life, this this individual is a great, great preacher or whatever. Um, but when it comes to that prophetic gift, I, I am a little more leery um, in receiving a prophetic word from them. Um, there were a lot of other things that kind of went on, you know, that, that night mm-hmm. that uh, for me always are red flags mm-hmm. to that prophetic gift. And personally for me, whenever I get in that environment, I, I like, I'm a major believer in the prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I have a strong discernment gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I get in that atmosphere, I, I'm very, very 
careful. Mm-hmm. And again, but I don't think it's not in a critical kind of way. It's it's in a judging kind of way to, to see because I don't want to see – I'm like you. I think a lot of people have been hurt mm-hmm. and spoken over, paid a lot of money yes. for certain words or whatever. Especially pimp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, that, that – that were not of God, unfortunately. Yeah. And 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 again, again, I believe in the gift, but you know, I can tell my people every week, you know, you need a word from God. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. somewhere between Genesis and Revelation. <laughs> you know, there there is a word yeah. from God. And so yeah. I'm at a place in my life that I don't need anybody really to, you know. Speak a word over my life. I go to churches sometimes, and because um, I have a lot of gifts mm-hmm. and I operate in those gifts very well, sometimes uh, people gravitate towards me when it comes to those prophetic times. And I'm like, oh, please don't, don't give me a word, don't give me a word, don't <laughs> give me a word, because I'm at a place that I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I, I have a word, yeah. mm-hmm. and I get up yeah. every day and and I read it and I hear from God for myself. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get a little word hungry, mm-hmm. you know. I think yeah. just. Yeah, you know, sit down and get some teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and now you know, it's a lot of people that's looking for a word, mm-hmm. but why? Yeah. Well, I think be- I, to be honest, I think it's because it just it seems so supernatural to to someone to call me out and <laughs> say this thing over me, and you know, I don't know if that's. Supernatural. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I, I think God's maybe trying to make the natural things super. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, which is again, you can you can hear a word from God. You can hear for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, it's great. Every now and then, we go through seasons where a confirmation is great. You yeah. know, and you've been praying over something. You believe you've heard from God, and someone just out of the blue says, "Man, I've been praying over you," or says, "You know, hey, this is what I feel God is speaking to you," and 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 that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm not knocking that. Uh, I believe in the prophetic gift, and I believe it is real. I've operated in it, Mm -hmm. um, but I've also seen, you know, a lot of abuse, and out of abuse comes a a lot of hurt in the the body of Christ, and out of that hurt then can create skepticism. Yeah. You know, you you said something earlier about what you believe, and it goes back to a lot of people don't necessarily believe what they're reading, Mm -hmm. but they believe what they're hearing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, if God says in 10 days, you know, somebody come to you, God said they're going to turn around. They'll just go crazy. Yeah. But in the word, God may say in three days, I'm going to do something. They're so attached from it. Absolutely. They're attached to that tangible thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I was like, is that a question? I, no, thought I, was, I, gonna... no, I was just responding yeah. to it. You oh, know. Okay. I'm yeah. with you. Thought you was gone somewhere there. <laughs> Left me hanging. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, um, for me, and uh, and and I, I get what Doc is saying because we do see a lot of spiritual abuse um, in the church. For me, you know, being in relationship with God is is the the key factor, mm-hmm. and uh, and making sure that I stay spiritually balanced. But what would you say to the listener who may have uh, experienced this, and and for them, it was spiritual abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would say that, number one, the, the, it is a real gift. And just because someone abused it doesn't um, disqualify that gift mm-hmm. and, and the power of it um, and, and how God can use it within the body of Christ. Uh, 
And and number two, just just shake that off. Mm-hmm. Just because because you know someone abused the gift doesn't mean everybody else that that follows. But again, uh, do some study on it. Learn learn about the gift, um, and sit under someone where you know you can trust the gift. Get some covering. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's where the scripture talks about you know the judging. Um, I know in in um, the church that I pastor, if someone has a prophetic word for someone, I'll always encourage him to go get the leadership of the church. And, you know, and especially those who are prophetic in my house know that, you know, if I have a prophetic word, um, I don't believe in these these parking lot prophets, you know, that are out, you know, uh, in the parking lot giving everybody a word. No, get leadership. Mm-hmm. Bring them and say, I feel like I have a word for, for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that person who uh, is equipped and trained and has a spirit of discernment can stand there and, and judge that word, mm-hmm. whether it's it's uh, harmful or, or not. Mm-hmm. And so really, you know, if we allow people to come in as pastors, if I allow someone to come into my house that abuse, abuses the gift, it's, it's, really, it's really not that person. That person has to answer for God, but I have to answer to God from my congregation. So I, I'll have to speak to that mm-hmm. um, if there was an abuse of that gift. Um, whether, hey, listen, we won't be having so-and-so back because, you know, I apologize, da-da-da-da. I mean, if we could just get, be real in the church mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. and just yeah. about these kinds of things mm-hmm. and, you know. Uh, well, see, th- back in the day, um, and I don't know what happened with that, but it was like there were ch- uh, checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day when I was growing up, you would see one person speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. then the church would get real quiet. Yep. You could yep. hear a pin drop. And shortly after that, they'll get somebody else to stand up and they'll just start interpreting mm-hmm. what this person was saying. Yep. And it went in that order. Now it's like the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we went in spiritual fast forwardness. Yeah. So you don't see that anymore. And they were like, those were the checks and balances. Because mm-hmm. that person stood up and they started speaking in tongues and nobody got up. And mm-hmm. like, because see, that's not God. Because no. nobody's interpreting that. Yep. But now you don't even see that anymore. No. You know, so you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. I grew up in classical Pentecostal yeah. church. Yeah. And, of course, we were always taught that if someone gave the message in tongues, there was no interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's the responsibility of the one who gave the message in tongues yeah. to interpret it. Yes. And if not, then, you know, they were out of order yeah. or just maybe got a little zealous, you yes. know. And sometimes, you know, uh, in more spirited kind of atmospheres, it's, you know, people get get zealous or whatever. And that's okay too, you know, even those in the prophetic gift. And I know, you know, I'm talking about checks and balances, but even those in the prophetic gift, when you start operating in that gift earlier on, you may hit or miss sometimes. And, you know, I I have, I mean, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, it's easy. There's a fine line between walking in that flesh and spirit and, you know, you can, you know, and, but again, that's where the checks and balances are. That's when you got to be submitted to somebody and willing to allow someone to speaking to you, I say, hey, dude, you were off right there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you need to, to be careful with that because, yeah. you know, you, you could affect someone's life yeah. in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, before we uh, get too far gone, because we, we are 
uh, running out of time a little bit there. Tell us about your your uh, ministry. What's the name of your church? Uh, name of the church is Prevailing Purpose Church, mm-hmm. and uh, we meet in stock uh, at. In Stockbridge, Georgia, we're meeting at the Ted Strickland Community Center every Sunday morning at 9.30. And uh, we started in March of this year. Mm-hmm. And so we've been uh, we've been meeting together since March, and God's been doing some good things uh, in our ministry. And, uh, and what time do your services start? Uh, 9.30 every mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. The Ted Strickland Community Center, the address is 130 Berry Street, Stockbridge, okay. Georgia. Uh, all that information is on our webpage, www.prevailingpurpose.com. Really easy to remember, prevailingpurpose.com. Okay. All right. Now, you might need to spell prevailing now <laughs> for uh, some people that's like me. <laughs> Google. Google is a good thing. Yeah. It'll, it'll spell it for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, that's what I had to do. I had to Google. I'll be Googling yeah. everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have one thing up. Okay, let me t- let me go back. I, I didn't spell that yeah. right. Uh, and uh, now I I went out to your website mm-hmm. and and saw some things that that you do. And you also have like musical ministry? We do. Um, I'm very blessed with a beautiful wife who's extremely talented. Well, yes, I saw her yes, picture all over yes, Facebook. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then my, my three children are um, also very involved in our ministry musically. Um, so, you know, we're the, we're the traveling daigles. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but now my, my um, oldest son sings and plays guitar. My youngest son is our drummer. And you got a CD out? Uh, we're getting ready to. Okay. Um, matter of fact, we're uh, on iTunes, Google Play, and, and Amazon bring Music. bring it to the studio today. It'll be all available. We're having pre-sale on Wednesday, mm-hmm. this coming Wednesday, and then uh, Friday, the downloads will, is the release date for it. So yeah. Well, you know, we could have played it on the show. Hey. But, you know, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have known, I brought the, brought the CD in. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're all about ministry, so yeah, we're one big old happy family. Well, uh, but definitely, you know, if you get it, to us and uh, you know okay. even if you just send us an mp3 we'll absolutely. play it here okay and so people can get to hear that song a- absolutely but congratulations on that appreciate it appreciate it and all the songs um on uh, that we're releasing um three of the songs my wife um wrote and and recorded and then um on her album there's three songs from an older project that are some some great songs we're making available and then there's also the single mm-hmm. which my kids went into the studio and this particular song they did all of the music all of the vocals and everything. It's a cover tune, Our Father, and it's just a rocking track. So, um, Man, the whole family. Yeah, nice. it is. But if you want to follow us, you can follow me at, at Rev Chris Daigle, D-A-I-G-L-E. That's how you spell my last name, D-A-I-G-L-E, at Rev uh, Chris Daigle. And then you can follow my wife at um, Nita L. Daigle. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, we have all kinds of stuff on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Well, you know, uh, I saw a video of you out on YouTube on a, a TBN. Oh, yes. You were, like, rocking. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. I'm like, he is just really preaching up a storm. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, how was that for you being on TBN? Oh, that, that was our first. That was my first time being there. Since then, we've been on two other times, and um, so it, it was it was a great experience. And you know, doing doing what God has. Well, I had a great do. experience watching you. Oh. I, I was taking notes. Yeah. You know, the goodness is. Uh, you know, yeah. anointing of muchness. Muchness. Yes, the anointing it. of muchness. That's Absolutely. It. That's yes. it. You yeah. know, and I'm I'm walking in that myself. Hey. We got to make it do what it do. Listen, um, that's about all the time we have. And I don't end the broadcast without saying believe, act, and follow your 
destiny. Now, before we get out of here, I am going to play a, a little bit, a snippet of a song before we catch out. So we'll be back in just a moment. Anybody in here dependent on Jesus? I mean, like totally dependent on Jesus. And there's no point without him. It's a waste of time without him, right? Yeah. Feel free to sing with us. The song is simple. It says, Tell me what can I do? Because I can't live without I can't live without you Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you I can't live without you Oh, tell me, what can I do? Cause I can't live without you Can't live without you Oh, tell me Without you, no, I can't live without you. So here's my heart, here's my mind. I give you my soul, Lord. You know what? Um, and I wanted to play a little bit of that song because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Making sure that we stay connected to the source. And if we stay connected to who Christ is, if he lives in us and we live in him, then we don't have to worry about That's all right. the shakiness. We That's don't have right. to worry about false prophets and this and that because he will give us what we need. Right, Doc? Amen. Doc, are you having a moment in still? Yeah, man, you look like one of the old Baptist preachers for real. You close your eyes and everything. You know how they close their eyes and be like really in the spirit? I've been Pentecostal my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing baptized. <laughs> and I ain't knocking it. Uh, <laughs> but again, just stay connected to who God is and uh, and make sure that you have a faith walk with him. If you're not in the church, do get in a good Bible-based church. Mm-hmm. Keep God at the front of your life. And again, we don't end the broadcast without saying believe, act, and follow your destiny. And until next time, everyone, everywhere. Be blessed. Here's my mind. I give you my soul, Lord. Need you to take control. Cause I'm trying to know. You have been listening to Design Radio Ministries, a Miller, Georgia media production. Follow Minister T Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook at Design Radio. Also, listen to WBGA Design Gospel Radio Station online daily at www.thezoneradio.fm Again, that's www.thezoneradio.fm